You're listening to the Mission Motherhood Podcast, episode 29. And in today's episode, we are talking all about pursuing your personal goals while keeping your family first. This has been a huge topic request from a lot of you all that follow me on Instagram when I send out messages or requests for what topics do you want to hear me talk about more and what podcast episodes would you like or what is it you're struggling with, what I like to call market research. I like to do that on my Instagram stories and see where you all are at and how I can best serve you. And this topic comes up a lot and I'm super excited to dive in today because This really means a lot to me. This is a topic that is near and dear to my heart. I am so passionate about helping every single mom realize and recognize that while motherhood is one of the most important missions we are called to and that we are we are to steward that mission well and that we can do so with joy and we can do so without overwhelm and we can really thrive in motherhood. Part of thriving in motherhood and part of pursuing that motherhood mission is also stewarding the other missions that we're called to. And that includes our personal goals. And there is so much negativity in the motherhood culture about pursuing our goals and and mothers feeling like they're not allowed to and the mom guilt that's associated with being a person outside of motherhood. And if I could do anything, I, I feel almost as if it's my life's work to help to combat and and really just eliminate the mom guilt that has plagued our our modern, I should say modern or present day motherhood culture that is today. I think that it is unnecessary. It is straight from the enemy himself. And that mom guilt and other shame feelings that come up with working, pursuing personal goals, and just overall being the person and human and woman that we are outside of motherhood, all that stuff that comes with that is a, that that guilt and shame that the devil has brought into it is his way of trying to eliminate us from really being who, who all we're called to be in the Lord. So that, that really is just something that is so near and dear to my heart, and I'm excited to talk about that this week with you all. So you're really going to want to lean in and and um, and listen to this episode, maybe even a couple of times. Share it with a mom friend, because this is one that every mother needs to hear. Now, before we dive in, I want to, review, to read excuse me the review of the, re- the week, and wow, I can't talk today. Um, this review, wow, it... it almost brought me to tears. I'm really, um, was just really grateful to, to read this one. And I don't know how to pronounce the, the, the screen name. Um, but it, it says it's N U C S T R. I'm not sure if that's nukester. That's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> um, but she says, Caroline reminds me of what's important. And she says, I love listening to Caroline. I first started listening to Caroline because I was feeling like a hot mess and I needed tips on how to get my house and kids back in order. Every time without fail, I finish the podcast with a renewed purpose. She reminds me about my purpose in Christ. Thank you for your faith and for encouraging mine. I've needed it, especially during these times. Her tips are great, but I'm especially thankful that I have someone to listen to that emphasizes the bigger picture rather than stressing me out about how we need to be more of a Pinterest mom. Mm, Yes, 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 yes. I am so glad. That is literally the purpose of this show. So to hear that review and to hear that that is what you all are taking from this show is confirmation for me that God is moving and that this podcast is needed. So I thank you so much for that review. And without further ado, 
let's dive into the, to today's episode so we can make sure that we are not letting the devil stand in the way of our goals and dreams and passions that God has placed inside of us. Let's do this. Welcome to the Mission Motherhood Podcast, a podcast created to help you conquer the mental load of motherhood so you can be intentional with the missions God has called you to both in and out of motherhood. Here, you will learn how to manage it all, your time, your home, your family, your career, and more so you can go from feeling overwhelmed and stretched thin to mothering with joy and living fully on purpose for the Lord. If you're ready to change your motherhood narrative, reclaim your joy, own your time, and get back to your mission, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, founder, and CEO of Mission Motherhood, Caroline J. Sumlin. Ready? Let's do this. Hey mama, welcome back to the Mission Motherhood podcast. I'm super excited to be chatting with you all today, especially after having a little bit of a little bit of a break last week. I always take a week off of podcasting whenever there is a launch or um, something along those lines. So I went really hard for the Manage All the Things Challenge. You all had an episode every single day that week. And then last week there were two episodes. Um, and I'm actually going to be doing two episodes more often, two episodes a week more often. And um, by the time season two of the podcast rolls around, which will be in January, I will be doing two episodes on a continuous basis, like two episodes a week on a continuous basis. One main episode and one mini episode a week. I'm really excited about that. So I love having weeks off because they allow me time to really get into creative mode and vision planning mode and things of that nature. So just to give you guys a little bit of a heads up, the season one of this podcast will be ending um, or coming to a close here, I should say. Um, in, I think it's the, the second week of November will be our last episode for season one. So just a few more episodes to go to round out this season. This has been an amazing first season of this podcast. I am just so proud of the growth of this show. 29 episodes in, I'm so thankful for you listening to this show, sharing with me what you take from it. Every single share, as you all know, lights my heart on fire. Um, and so as I am preparing for season two of the show, which will launch in January, let me know if you have any topic requests, anything that you would like to hear more about. Um, and I'm going to be welcoming more guests onto the show as well. So if you have any guests that you'd like me to reach out to, um, I would love to know who you'd like to hear on the show as well. And I'm going to be shifting the focus just a little bit here, not to give too much away. We will still, of course, be talking about our mission as mothers. That's going to be the foundation of what we talk about and glorifying God in our mission in motherhood and our mission in life and the different things that God is calling us to in our life. And when I say I'm going to be shifting the focus, I mean that we're going to talk even more about what that looks like to really live 
on mission in our life to really step into the calling that God has for us in the current season that we are in, in the life that he's created for us, in the life that he's given us right where we are. We're going to be talking more about that in 2021. So if you struggle with feeling like you are unsatisfied with where God has you, or you're wondering, or you're questioning, or you're feeling lost, or you don't know how to live intentionally and glorify God in your different callings and different missions that he's given you specifically in motherhood, but also in other areas in your marriage and in your career and with your family, with your friends and with whatever else that he's placed in your heart. That's where we're really going to park for a while um, in 2021 and really talk about that. So if you struggle with that, let me know what you struggle with. Let me know why you struggle in those areas. What can I do to help you live fully on mission Um, in the life that God has called you to. That's what I really have a heart for and a passion for is helping mothers really step into the life that God has called them to. So that is a little bit of a sneak peek of what's to come in 2021. And as I put my head down and create content, I want to hear from you. So just email me at hello at carolinejsomeone.com and you can just uh, title the email podcast topic request and I will take that. You can also hit me up on Instagram and just DM me. I'm always answering my DMs. In fact, I get to my DMs a little quicker than I do my emails because I am just one person. Um, but you can do either or and you can let me know what you want to hear, what you what resonated with you about what I just said, any topic requests. And you can also request topics about organization and time management um, and routines and schedules and systems because all of that still um, it still pertains to, to living on mission. We still need to know how to effectively manage the things that we've been called to and manage our life and be able to simplify things so that we can eliminate that overwhelm that's standing in our way from fully living out the calling that we've been called to. So all of that applies, whatever it is that you're wishing I would talk about, please drop me a note and I would love to hear from you. That being said, this topic that we're talking about today is coming from a topic request. Actually, I did a little bit of a market research thing um, on Instagram. I often do that where I will post a story. I'll ask for some feedback and you all will send me feedback through the question form. You'll you'll answer a question that I had or something. And somebody had um, asked me about you know, or, or, or mention that they really struggle with pursuing their personal goals while keeping their family first. And I know that as Christian moms, this is something that we all really continually struggle with. Um, because we want so badly to live how we're called to live, you know, and that's such a huge, important thing for us as Christian moms, you know, we really, and Christ, as Christian women, you know, we really desire to live Um, for Jesus to glorify him in all that we do. And we know that as mothers and as wives, that means putting our marriage first and our kids a close second right after our relationship with God. And we know we're called to live in a countercultural way that makes a lot of people who aren't believers and even some that are really just kind of raise their eyebrows, you know, like it looks like submission, you know, that's one way that we live counterculturally, which is super controversial in today's pop culture. Um, Submission to your husband, obedience to things that we may not have originally wanted to do is another thing that might look a little different to people that live for themselves and don't live for the Lord. Um, An example of that is like my my obeying the Lord and homeschooling when I didn't originally want to do that. My flesh did not want to homeschool. My flesh wanted to be selfish and God 
um, you know, in, in, in living in surrender to the Lord, my, my fleshly desire, my, 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 let's put it this way, this, the desires of my heart became stronger than my flesh desires. And I have to die to the flesh and every day choose to tap into my spirit and in my heart and, and where Holy Spirit resides and follow those desires. Right. And so when we live like that, that can be very different for, um, just, somebody who is not living for the Lord. And um, that's what I mean when I say we are called to live countercultural. And we are called to overall, you know, just choose to put our families above our careers in many circumstances. It doesn't mean that we can't have both. But when we are women who are believers and we are wives and mothers, and we are also called to work and have careers, and that's a very good thing. Work is necessary. Work is created by God. Work is Work is something that he has called us to do. He's called us to create and do good works. That is a, that is one of the things that we are called to do in the Lord. However, it does not come before our family um, when we are married with children. It does not come before our family, before our home, um, as far as the order of priorities is concerned and, and our heart and what our heart posture looks like. You know what I'm saying? So we are... We're, we're, we're called to make those choices and that can often look different than maybe somebody else that we work with, you know, maybe our colleagues or our boss, we might make some decisions that might not, you know, look the same as what they would make. We might say no to more things because of family obligations, or we might say yes to more things or something else because of a family obligation. But either way, we are, we are called to put our families above our careers in many circumstances as believers. And we live in a very um, career driven society. And a lot of people put their careers first and they, they, um, they sacrifice, you know, their family and, and they may have a crumbling fam family unit in the home. Um, so we want to live well for the Lord and saying this to say, you know, we, we choose this different life. We choose this narrow path and we want to live well and we want to do this well. Notice I didn't say that we want to do this right because that emphasizes a strive for perfection and that's not the goal, but we do want to live this life for the Lord well. We want to honor our missions in the Lord, serve him and our family well, and we want to um, you know, serve the people that he's also called us to influence and, and work with and serve in that capacity um, as well as our family. However, that desire to serve well and obey our callings as wives and mothers can often lead to many women feeling like any time they want to do something for themselves, that they're selfish, that they're selfish wives, mothers, and humans. And that cannot be further from the truth. And that is what we're going to talk about today, that while we have a desire and a calling to obey God and, and live his way and to, and to live you know, follow Jesus and, and, and following Jesus means that we're choosing to live a life that's much different from the ways of the world. We can often, you know, take this too far and think that some, we, there's just, there's legalism there. There's just a lot of, there's a lot of fear there. Um, I think the devil likes to prey on even our obedience and likes to convince us that it, that some things are disobedient when they're not. And, and even sinful when they're not. And, and a lot of that really um, comes out in mothers specifically feeling so afraid to 
pursue that personal goal, that passion, that desire, that passion project, that thing, that hobby, that girl's night out, whatever that might be. We, there's just so much guilt that that is like the number one issue in motherhood, whether it's Christian, whether it's, you're talking about the Christian motherhood culture or not, guilt in motherhood just is huge across the board. And we, we as women have been so trained to put ourselves completely last to the point of self-neglect that we are literally afraid of pursuing a personal goal. And we want so well to can, to make sure that we don't ever, for lack of better words, get it wrong. We don't ever want to, to come across or make the mistake of neglecting our family or doing something that's going to hurt our family or, or um, get in the way of us being the best wives and mothers that we can be. So we will often just put ourselves down and say no to things and choose them. And and guess what? There are sometimes seasons that will require you to do that. There are going to be seasons or times or circumstances that you may have to do that. But please hear me. That is not overall the life that God wants for you. He would not put these goals and desires in your heart if he did not want you to pursue them. We are not just... We are, we, we, we don't literally, we're not, let me put it this way. We are not supposed to lose the person that God has created us to be in marriage and motherhood. We gain callings. We gain the calling of being a wife and we gain the calling of being a mom and we do wear those hats and we will prioritize those, but we do not lose the person that we are in addition to being wives and mothers or the person that we were first before we were wives and mothers. And so know that whatever guilt or whatever thing, that fear that is stopping you from pursuing a goal or a passion or anything like that is completely, completely false. It's false. Okay. And so we're going to talk about, um, a little bit about the different cultures that we experience in in today's world, pop culture, Christian culture, kind of like the difference between those and and really narrow down what God is really saying. What is he really saying to us? And of course, I am I am one person. I am not the word. So take what I say but bring it to the Lord. Whatever you hear God speaking to you in this episode, bring it to God in the word, in prayer, in worship and let him be the first and last voice. Pray, even if you need to right now, stop, pause this episode and pray and then replay the episode. And, and I pray before even recording this and I am asking Lord right now, you come and you speak and you decrease me, Lord, and you speak, you are, you are who we are here to hear from and to, and to follow. So I pray that you will pause the episode and pray for a second and then come back and listen and really just hear what God has to, has to say to you. Um, we're also going to talk a little bit about how God cares about our personal goals and desires. And we're going to talk about how we can practically actually put our family first and pursue those dreams and goals without sacrificing the mission of our family. Fall is officially here and I am here for it. Yes, I'm your basic girl that loves fall, but hear me out. I've loved fall and winter since before it became trendy to love fall. I can basically live year-round in cold weather, chunky sweaters, and warm drinks, which is why I am so excited for Ticino's latest pumpkin spice blend. In case you didn't know, Ticino is 
herbal coffee that is made from chicory root, barley, dandelion root, and other roasted herbs that create the aroma, flavor, and aura of coffee without the coffee. This completely caffeine and acid-free drink is the perfect beverage to turn to to kick your caffeine habit to the curb, or at least cut back. I love to drink Ticino after I've had my one cup of coffee in the morning. After that, it's Ticino for me. This allows me to have endless coffee without the caffeine, jitters, afternoon crash, and stomach upset. In fact, Ticino has inulin in it, which is a prebiotic fiber that is amazing for gut and overall health. It's recommended to drink Ticino daily to improve the overall function of your gut and digestive health. Ticino has it all. And my favorite part is that you brew it just like coffee. I brew mine in my French press every day. It's perfect. You can try Ticino for yourself by heading to ticino.com and using the code MISSIONMOTHERHOOD for 10% off your order. That's T-E-E-C-C-I-N-O dot com with the code MISSIONMOTHERHOOD for 10% off your first order. Oh, and take it from me, you're going to want to try the pumpkin spice. It's better than Starbucks. All right, so... I want to make sure I preface I'm not a historian or a theologian, so I'm not going to go super deep into cultural differences, but I will just do a little bit of an overview of what I have observed within the last few years or so, maybe the last five years or so. We have seen an amplification in certain types of mom cultures. Now, I want to also preface, I do not say any of this with a judgmental tone or anything like that or a viewpoint or perspective. These cultures, these these flawed, sinful ways come are, are a result of us living in a fallen world. They are a result of the enemy running rampant in our world as we see in so many other ways. This is one very small way that we that we can see the implicate the the ramifications of the implications. That's what I meant to say. I combined the two implications. Haha. Implications or ramifications. We can see the implications of um a a, a society that is not built on the foundation of the love of Jesus. So these cultures that I'm getting ready to explain again, are not me judging the culture or anything like that, but I am just giving you all my observation of what I've been seeing so that we can sort of replace some of the lies with the truth that I believe that God has for us. So um, one of the cultures that I've seen a lot um, just really amp up in the last five years is the boss mom culture. And I will do an episode of this in 2021 about why I'm not a fan of this culture. And it's one we all know pretty well if you, unless you live under a rock, but if you have any social media involvement at all, if you're on Instagram, on Facebook, um, especially those two platforms that you know that boss mom culture is like, it's the thing. It's one we all know well. Um, but in case you're unfamiliar with it, it, it's about how moms moms can be moms and they can run empires and businesses as well. It's all about this very I-can-have-it-all mentality. Um, and at the surface, there's nothing wrong with that. We can be mothers and business owners or top in our careers, whatever that looks like, whatever we're called to, we can definitely do that. But this deep culture emphasizes this ideology that many other motherhood duties are too good for them because they are too busy running their businesses and growing their empires. It's more about chasing dollar signs than it is about doing the work Jesus is calling you to do. 
this culture will give you the false reality that you're putting your family first because you are building a career on your own terms, but have the mentality that they won't let their kids get in the way of their dreams. And I've really experienced this like in Facebook groups and stuff like that. And honestly, I really just kind of caught wind of this culture like within the last year. And I was I had to get out of there fast. I re- I really recognized the toxicity of it and how so many of these mothers who love their children and I, I firmly believe, you know, love your children and everything else, but there's this there's this mindset, there's this attitude of I'm not letting my kids, my family get in the way of what I'm building. My my business, my dream, my husband's not involved. I do what I need to do. Very very I I I I I very much, I'm not laying my life down for my family at all. Like, yeah, I love them, but they're not going to stand in my way. I got an empire to run. Very self-centric and very toxic, honestly. Um, so that's one culture that I have recognized um, very much in, you know, within the last couple of years on social media. So that's one of them. The second culture is the hot mess mom culture, okay? And I'm, I'll explain to you why we're talking about these different cultures in a second here. But the hot mess mom culture is a culture that glorifies being a hot mess. This culture turns the hard moments of motherhood into bad moments and normalizes needing wine in the middle of the day to push through. This culture likes to stay in the hot mess and essentially turn their nose up toward anyone who seemingly quote unquote has it together by calling that mom fake. The truth is that they just that it's just easier to glorify this culture than it is to really work hard at making changes and improvements in their lives and in their motherhood. Pursuing personal growth is typically out of the question with this culture or within this culture. And as Christians, it can make us feel really uncomfortable because we don't subscribe to the hot mess culture typically, but we can also feel like a hot mess often. And then we can struggle with our own overwhelm and lack of personal growth and feel stuck. Notice what I said there, you can feel like a hot mess without being a hot mess and you can, you don't have to make motherhood out to be something that you can barely survive without a glass of wine at the end of the day and acting like a daily shower is like a rare privilege. Now, here's the thing. I don't want you to think like, geez, Caroline, like you're really kind of throwing the judgmental torch over here. I understand we have seasons that are really hard in motherhood and we will feel like a hot mess. We will feel like we're on the hot mess express. We will have not washed our hair in a couple of days. We we will get messy. We will have funky armpits and leggings with babies spit up and all that stuff. And that is all, that is all okay. That, that I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. That is not the issue. The issue comes into play when we are so afraid to pursue personal growth. We're so fearful of doing the work that it takes to actually improve our circumstances, that we glorify being a hot mess and we glorify the difficulty of motherhood like, I don't know, like almost like it's a joke. I'm not quite sure how to, how to put it per se. Um, but, but it's, it's in a way where it's, it's, it's very glorified. That's all the, that's the only word I can really think of that. It's just, you know, that, that somebody that, that another mom, 
you know, that might have combed her hair that day or taken a shower or put on makeup or has their kids in, in a matching outfit with like a headband or whatever it is that she wants to do. Or if she wants to bake cookies at two o'clock in the afternoon and she wants to clean her house and, and her house looks tidy, that that all of a sudden that mom is a fake mom. That mom isn't real. That mom is putting on a facade because the only way that you're possibly a real mom is to be a hot mess. And I've never subscribed to that culture. I actually work very hard to have you know, some things put together. I like having it together. I don't have it all together every day. Motherhood is messy, 100%. But I believe that we don't have to actually be a hot mess and that we can thrive in motherhood and we can have routines and systems and we can simplify our lives and we can actually thrive in the motherhood that we're called that that we're called to and I don't believe that God desires us for, for us to have a hot mess mom life either I really think that that's actually not something that God would really have for us he wants us to have joy he wants us to have abundance he wants us to to actually take care of ourselves and take care of our homes and to, and really steward well the motherhood that he's called us to. And, and I, I do feel like the hot mess mom culture kind of wants to escape the, the stewardship aspect of it. And a lot of times these probably aren't Christian moms. I can't say for sure, you know, but you kind of want to escape that stewardship aspect. You want to escape that, that work. We're afraid of doing that work where, you know, there's, um, a lot of self-sabotage. There's a lot of like, you know, being stuck and, and saying, well, it's easier for me to just stay messy. And it's easier for me to talk about how, how much of a hot mess I am because everyone's going to agree and I won't feel so alone and I won't feel ashamed or frustrated or, 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 you know, I, I won't have to wish that I was better because look, everyone else is a hot mess too. When in reality, the Bible says iron sharpens iron and that we are actually called to make each other better. And, and we, don't need to strive for perfection by any means. We should not be, but striving for excellence and 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 in striving to do good works and, and, and stewardship is something that we are called to. And I do believe that that intention and good work um, and good hard work is is a part of that, you know. And I do believe that if we really take motherhood seriously and that we really desire to steward well the motherhood mission we're called to, that the hot mess mom culture is not something that we would actually want to stay in or to glorify. So there is that culture. Um, but again, as Christian moms, we will have these days where we feel like a hot mess and we will struggle because we don't want to feel stuck and we don't want to feel frustrated, but we will have those days where we do feel that way and it can make us feel um, you know, like, like we don't know how to, how to make a change or make it, make a difference. We know we don't want to stay here. We don't want to glorify this, but we also don't want to, you know, we, we don't want to feel bad for having those days where we are a hot mess. And I'm here to let you know, you don't, you do not have to, and should not feel bad for days where you feel like a hot mess. And again, like your, your breath stinks and your armpit stinks and your children pooped like three times on the floor. Like that is the messiness of motherhood. And that is all beautiful and messy and oftentimes can be very frustrating and that's okay like again I'm not talking about the actions as much as I'm talking about the the heart posture towards the hot mess and chalking it up to be like oh my gosh I barely survived today I have to drink my wine just to survive motherhood I know that if my kids knew that that was how I treated 
raising them, that they would probably feel hurt by that. I, I, I don't think that that's a way that we should really look at this beautiful job and calling that God has called us to. So there is my little spiel on hot mess mom culture. And then the other culture that I'm going to touch on briefly is the mommy martyrdom culture. Now, in this culture, it's similar to hot mess culture, but this culture tends to believe that they must make motherhood harder than it is and sacrifice so much of themselves to the point of neglect and poor mental health in the name of being a good mom. So I've seen this in both the Christian community and the secular mom community because this is such a woman issue. It is it is an issue that women have dealt with for years. We've listened to culture and society tell us that we aren't good enough and place impossible standards for us as wise women and mothers to rise up. Like we've, we've struggled with that. Our worth has been placed in areas that have nothing to do with who we are in Christ. As women, we have historically been on the defense and oppressive side of society. And this is why there are so many toxic motherhood and overall societal cultures out there. This is a result of our fallen world. As Christians, we might fall into this particular culture thinking that we need to be this perfect Proverbs 31 woman in order order to be a good mom, or we might take dying to ourselves to an extreme that God never intended by physically, emotionally, and spiritually neglecting ourselves so we can wear hardship on our chest as a badge of look at how awesome of a mother I am honor. But that's definitely not the kind of motherhood or life that God is calling us to. We don't have to make things purposely harder than what they need to be. And we don't need to neglect ourselves so much in order to say, look how great of a mom I am today. That isn't like, remember, God died on the cross for us. Jesus died on the cross for us. And we we are justified by faith. We are justified by faith and we are saved by grace, justified through faith, excuse me, and saved by grace. We don't have to prove anything. If he's called us to motherhood, he's equipped us for it and all of these cultures, all of these these mommy wars, all of this over here, this over here, this over here, if we all just stepped into our identity in Christ and said, I am enough in, in and I don't even like the I am enough, like that, 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 that me-centric way of saying it, but more so like, because Jesus lives in me, like my flawed self is enough because the Holy Spirit is going to meet me where I am and he is more than enough. You know what I'm saying? Like if we all stepped into that, then we would not have these issues with these mommy cultures and these mommy wars and and so many women feeling afraid to really live a life of fullness and life of abundance. Because if you really look at these different cultures in each culture, I mean, there's either, there's, there's either two there's two ways that, that, that women are responding. There's either this, well, I want to make sure that motherhood doesn't take anything from me. And that's, you know, maybe, maybe there's the bot that, well, there's the boss mom culture. And, and maybe that woman is looking at it and saying, oh my goodness, I'm so afraid that when I become a mom, that my life is going to be taken from me. And I don't want that to happen. So I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that doesn't happen. And I'm going to keep running my own race and, and put my blinders on and, and just, you know, sacrifice myself and my family for this success driven world. Right. So there's that extreme which is the I'm doing too much pursuit of my goals and too much of that and I'm not honoring my family and and stewarding my family well. And I think as Christians, we're so afraid and think that as soon as we pursue a goal, that's what we'll be. We think that that's exactly what's going to happen. As soon as we say, I want to do 
this blank. I want to start this business. I want to run this marathon. I want to play the piano. I want to whatever it is. I want to write a book, start a podcast, um, start a YouTube channel, start an Etsy shop, or I want to go back to work. I want to get my degree. That's not talked about enough. It's not all about businesses, guys. You might want to go back and get your degree. You might want to get your master's or your doctorate degree, you know, whatever it is you're feeling called to. I want to go for a promotion or I, you know, I'm feeling called to whatever it is. We are so afraid that we will become like the boss mom culture of I'm going after success and chasing success that I'm neglecting my family that we don't, we let it, we, we end up letting it, letting ourselves not do anything at all. And that's the other extreme of, well, I can't do anything. I'm, I'm done motherhood and, and marriage. That's it. This is my focus. I have to be a stay at home mom. Now I have to just do these things and I have to be the perfect Pinterest mom and the perfect Instagram mom. And I have to homeschool with flowers and butterflies and make our own bread and make our own cookies and home make our wheat and whatever else it is. And that's all I'm allowed to do is just that, just be a worker at home, a homemaker. And, and that's it. And these things are important. We are called not to be perfect Pinterest Instagram. No, no, no. It is important that when we are called to be wives and mothers, that we steward those callings well. But stewarding those callings well does not mean that we don't also steward other things well too. And we can do both. It might look different in different seasons of your life. It might be small baby steps of that personal goal that you have. When I mean baby steps, I mean super tiny baby steps, like literally the smallest step possible. And that might frustrate you. It might frustrate you that all you can do if you want to learn how to knit is knit for 15 minutes every night versus take an hour long class twice a week. That might frustrate you to no end. Or it might frustrate you that if you want to go for your doctorate degree, you only have room and capacity for one course. And that means that you can, you are going to take two extra years to graduate versus somebody else who's not married and no kids and can graduate in two years less than you and can take three courses at a time. That might frustrate you. That's the difference though. It doesn't mean that it's not happening. It just means that timeline is going to look different. The way it's going to happen is going to look different. And you are still going to make sure that when you are in mom mode and when you're in wife mode, that's what you're focusing on. But then you are also allowing and making space for the other goals that you've been called to and you're stewarding those as well. Okay. That's what we're talking about here. But these cultures get in our way and make us think, well, we don't want to be over here. We don't want to be in this extreme. So we end up coming over to the mommy martyrdom extreme and basically make ourselves, you know, make everything harder than what it needs to be and neglect ourselves so much to the point of, you know, unsatisfaction, mental health issues, neglect, dreams deferred, which, which makes our heart basically, I forget the Bible verse that talks about that, but there is scripture that actually talks about like, like how, um, you know, how a broken, like, oh, I can't think of it guys. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really bad at actually quoting scripture and I read my Bible, but I just am really bad at quoting scripture, but there's a scripture that I'm thinking about. If anyone can think of it, come find me on Instagram. I'm sure I would have find, found it by then. Um, but, but it actually is true. Like our hearts can actually grow weary and, and, and become broken by not, you know, pursuing our dreams and, and not having joy in our lives. And so when we purposely make our lives neglectful and we, we neglect ourselves and we, 
we have no joy. We have no, we have no fun. We have nothing that we're doing that, that lights us up, that that is really going to affect us and is in turn going to affect how we treat our family and how we, how we mother our children and how we serve our husbands. So we are really going to have the adverse effect if we do the opposite of the go after everything and we go after nothing. It doesn't need to be so black or white. Okay. All right. So to wrap this up, I want to remind you that God created us and he brought us his Holy Spirit, which lives inside of us. He gave us our bodies, our thoughts, our emotions, our passions, and our desires. They aren't supposed to lie dormant now that we are mothers. Okay. We are still humans, women, people, and most importantly, we are daughters of the King. God knows the number of hairs on our head, how good is he to place goals and dreams in our heart if he knows the numbers of hair of number of hairs on our head? He cares about those things and he's given them to us and we are allowed to pursue them. Okay? So let's wrap up by talking about some practical ways to pursue your goals without sacrificing your family mission. Okay? The first thing I want you to do is I want you to pray about each goal that you have. Write out your why. Make sure your heart posture is in the right place, okay? Not, you're not pursuing a goal because you want to have 50,000 fans on Instagram, you know, and whatever, something like that, right? Like what, what, make sure your heart posture is in the right place. I think that that one goes for itself. That, that's pretty self-explanatory, okay? Number two, set realistic goals, smaller chunks of steps with each goal, okay? That's a huge one, you guys, um, and even though I don't really use power sheets like that, power sheets does a good job of breaking it down like that, but I never keep up with power sheets and I probably won't be buying them this year. But um, something along those lines where you take your goals and then you break them down into small action steps and you just focus on some small action steps with the time that you have. And that's all you have to do. And then little by little, that progress really will add up. So Set realistic goals, okay? Set some big goals and then also scale it back and set some realistic goals in a timeline that, w- that you know you can accomplish and then give yourself small steps um, with each goal. And then time block your week, not just your day. You can't fit every goal into one day. That's not possible. But you can make small progress over the course of each week if you assign certain goals to certain days of the week. So maybe each day has a different action step. If you have three goals that you're really focusing on, then maybe you're rotating those action steps throughout the week. Monday is goal one action step. Tuesday is goal two action step. Wednesday is goal three action step. Lather, rinse, repeat. Thursday, go back to goal one again. That's a possible way. Now you've just created a system for your goals. And if you only have 30 minutes to an hour a day to focus on that goal, but you have that action step in mind and you know on Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays, you're focusing on goal number one action step, boom, you're not thinking about it anymore. Now you can take that hour and you can just go do that thing. Okay. So time blocking your week is huge. And then ask for help and do so directly, okay? Have a meeting with your spouse where you discuss your goals together and create a plan to make sure each of you has time to make progress on the goals, okay? Ask what he needs as well. Make him feel important. Make his needs and his goals feel important as well and encourage him and become each other's accountability partners. Um, And I also encourage you to get accountability from other friends, other girlfriends as well. So if you have a friend that you can call up and ask for accountability and ask for prayer in this area, do so as well. Um, So 
just hold each other accountable if you have access to that. Um, if you, if you also, if you're not married, I also want to make sure I'm always addressing the mamas on here that aren't married because I know that that you, that that not every mom is married, and that's totally fine. So if you're not married and you don't have access to, you know, having a spouse that can maybe help you by taking giving you an hour to to take, you know. Um, to take the kids for you to do something. If your goal is something that you need time away from your kids to do, then who in your community can you ha can you rely on? Can you guys do? I know it's COVID right now, so things are a little bit different. But just in general, do you have access to, um, you know, a close friend who can watch your children? Then you can watch her children, and you guys can go after each other's goals that way. Or is there a way you can involve your kids in any way, shape, or form? Or do you need to get really creative with making sure that you are waking up early? If your kids are waking up at 7.30, do you need to wake up at 5.30 in the morning to get this goal, to give yourself that hour to work on this goal? And if you, um, I, and I, trust me, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I'm all about doing what works for you. And I've said on many occasions that right now my routine is not start at five o'clock in the morning. I don't have that capacity to do so. But I also know that if there was no other way, like I know I have other options for certain things. But if I was in a season of my life and I've been in those seasons before where I had no other way, no other way, I had to be at work at 7.30 in the morning. 7.30 in the morning, I had to be at work. I had to drop my child off at daycare by 6.30 in the morning, which is super early. Like there's literally no sun in the wintertime, which is the majority of when I'm doing this because I was a school teacher. So no sun, not even to the point where I was, the sun was rising when I'm getting to work, guys. Like as I'm literally like pulling into the, to the classroom, the sun is finally starting to peek out. Like that's how early we're talking here. And the only way, the only way for me to get stuff done was to either wake up at 4.30 in the morning or to stay up super late. And I did a combination of both. In my business at the time where I was, I was actually shipping orders, I would have one night a week where I would be up late, usually Friday nights, because I didn't have to work the next day. And that was my one action step towards that goal where I would stay up late and I would package all the orders and I would send them out. I had um, another workflow where I would work for just an hour and a half every night after my daughter went to bed. Um, this was before I had my second. And I would work from about, she went to bed around 7, 7.30. So I had from about 8 to 9, 30, 10 o'clock to get some work done and to accomplish my goal of growing my business at the time. That was one of my goals. But I also wanted to begin running in the mornings and working out and things of that nature. And the only way for me to fit that in was if I woke up at 4.30, 4.45 in the morning. And guess what? For a season, I did that. Before I became pregnant with my second, I did that for a season because that was the only way and that was really important to me. So I did what I could in that season and thankfully I'm not in that season anymore. But when you have no other way and if you are super passionate and serious about making something happen, where there's a will, there is a way. And that might mean in this season, it's a 4.30, 5 o'clock, 5.30 a.m. wake up for you to get an hour in to do whatever it is that you want to do because you don't have any other resources resources um, during the day to make it happen. And that's okay. It's frustrating. I get it. It can be very frustrating. But if that's what you got to do, girl, that's what you got to do. Okay. So those are my um those are my suggestions for you for practical ways to pursue goals without sacrificing your family mission because of course when you're in mom mode you're in mom mode okay if you can't involve your kids in the goals do it if they're old enough to understand and not make it harder on you this is a great way to show them the importance of personal growth and goal setting so I highly recommend that as well if you can now if you're talking about you know a three year old is going to ask you a million questions while you're trying to read the Bible. Or you're talking about like a baby who literally is like going to get hurt every time you try to exercise because like they're walking around you like 
that may not be feasible. But if you do have the ability of, to, of involving your kids in your goals, I highly recommend that you do that as well. Um, but again, make sure that, yeah, like you're, you're carving out time to pursue these goals and you are letting go of that guilt and you are making sure your heart posture is in the right place and you're setting these smaller chunks um, of tasks with each goal and you're getting accountability and you're getting and you're asking for help with your friends, with your spouse, and you are committing to that small progress and you're doing that and you're doing that well. But also make sure that when you are back in mommy mode and you're back in wife mode, that that, that is what you're focused on and that's what's coming first. When you begin sacrificing all of that just to pursue a personal goal and you can't put your phone down or you um, are barely present with the family or you are, um, you know, not just, you're just not showing up the way that you used to all for the sake of pursuing this goal, then that might be a sign that it's time to scale back a little bit, not necessarily give it up completely unless God tells you to be obedient, of course, but that might be a sign that, you know what, maybe I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself and I need to step it back just a little bit and be okay with the lane that the lane that God has me in and the speed in which he's, which he's telling me to go. My lane over here might be 35 miles an hour and her lane over there might be 55 miles an hour. But guess what? If I go 36 miles an hour in my lane, I'm now speeding and we don't want to speed. We want to go the the, the speed that God has for us to go and not worry about the speed that so-and-so over there in her lane has for her. And that's okay. That's their lane. That's their speed. It's not better or worse. It's just different because every person is different and every calling is different. And we have to trust that God has us where he has us, where we're where we need to be right where we are. And we're going to steward what God is calling us to in this season. Well, and that's the most important part that you are stewarding your current season. Well, it's great to dream and it's great to want to do more and it's great to want to go after your goals. And we should do that. We should step into those things, but not without continuing to steward the current season that we are in. That is number one. Okay, mamas. All right. So that's it for this episode this week. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions for me, if you're struggling with this mentality or struggling with pursuing goals, I want to hear from you. You know where to find me on Instagram. I'd happy, I'd be happy to answer your DMs and have a chat with you. And of course, as always, please take a screenshot of this episode and tell me what stuck out to you and share it to your Instagram stories. And if anything really stuck out to you today, please leave a review in iTunes that more mamas can listen to this podcast and we can grow this amazing community. All right, I'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Mission Motherhood Podcast. You can check out the show notes for this episode at carolinejsumlin.com slash blog. If the content of this episode helped you in any way, please take a few minutes to share this episode with a mama friend, share this podcast to your Instagram stories, and leave us a review in iTunes and subscribe to the show. Thank you so much for listening, mama. See you next time.